You're listening to Fox on the Wire Podcast. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Fox on the Wire. It feels like it's been quite a while since uh, the last episode, I think about a month. Um, I've been pretty uh, busy gigging around town and, you know, working and living life and all that. <laughs> so um, this is a, an episode I've been looking forward to doing for quite a while. So I'm sitting here at uh, Electric Circus Studios in uh, Flemington with uh, founder and owner Joel Thomas. Welcome to the show, Joel. How you going there, mate? How's things? Good, thank you, sir. How are you? Good, good. So, um, yeah, we're sitting here at Electric Circus Studios in one of the recording rooms. We're surrounded by drum kits. Yeah, there's a bit going on here now tonight. It's uh, yeah, this is sometimes gets gets used as storage sometimes when there's uh, there's video shoots going on out there. I had a video shoot today, so I moved a few things in here and uh, a few empty beer bottles as well. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> just a few going on. Here. They're not all yours, are they? No, well the other bin's full, so I'll wait until <laughs> oh, uh, tomorrow night bin day, and then I'll throw yeah. the rest out. Cool. <laughs> Recycle, of course. Well, this is the same room where you record the. Um, Circus sessions. That's it. That's it. We've uh, we do the circus sessions in here. We did your one recently. Yep. Which was a treat. Uh, you killed that one. Thank you. Yeah, loved that one. <laughs> that was huge. So uh, yeah, no, nah, it's a good little room. It's uh, got a little leopard print on the uh, walls, which is always always handy. Fairy lights brings the fairy lights. You know, a bit of pink, a bit of uh, what do we got in? Oh, it's a bit, zebra, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> did you deck this out yourself? Yeah. Well, I like the uh, the vibes. I'm a big vibe man. So. Yeah. Yeah, when I started the old uh, studio uh, about five years ago, whatever it was, um, always just had uh, leopard print and I'm a big fan of like 80s glam metal. Yeah. That was always my uh, upbringing of music. So I uh, put a bit of uh, leopard print on the walls and then we moved into this new place and thought, may as well just deck the whole joint with leopard print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole, yeah, the whole joint's decked out pretty well. It's quite a, quite a big space. I mean, outside of this particular room, it's quite a big space. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's fairly sizable now. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's a big, big move from the old studio. We were pretty small. We're at uh, at the old studio it was a place called Freak Show. Yeah, um, it's down in Ascot Vale. Uh, we had a tattoo parlor in it. We had a dance studio and a f- photography studio. Yeah, right. Uh, it was oh, it was the greatest like greatest shop of all time. Yeah, uh, and we were right next door to like. Uh, food works, so they hated us. And then uh, <laughs> there was another place next door they hated us because we had like burlesque dancers everywhere and tattoo blokes everywhere <laughs> and dirty rockers coming through and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, yeah, it was fantastic. But so, uh, yeah. yes, but th- that, that's what we moved to. I needed a bit of bigger space, so uh, yeah, moved to this place a bit. So yeah, I miss miss getting the tattoos. <laughs> so you didn't get booted out of that. No, nah, I didn't get booted did out. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. Like I had a few. We had like open days and stuff like that where people were like not happy about it and stuff like that. Mm. I think on our open day we had like you had all these circus performers walking up and down the street and stuff like that. And yep. yeah, there was a few locals that weren't too happy that we'd moved in, but uh, right. it was time for a change around around that place. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think for the first three years we were there, it was fantastic. People were getting around us big time. All right. <laughs> so how long you been here? I've uh, been in this new place for about a year and a half now, maybe two years. Right. Uh, yeah, probably about a year and a half after we decked it out and got it all soundproofed and up and running. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, because it's a lot bigger than the other place we had to, yeah, it was a, I thought I'd, you know, move in and then within a month it'd be set up, but, uh, 
yeah, it turns out there's a bit more work than oh, just yeah. that. <laughs> a lot of work's gone into this. Yeah, well, even just even just the little things you just don't think about. Like, yeah. I knew I had to soundproof and put up the you know, photography space and the dance space and all that, but yeah. just the little things, just uh, trying to get a fridge up the stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, the stairs, man. <laughs> so this roof is obviously soundproof, the one we're sitting in. That's it. Yeah, um, this is pretty soundproof. Is the rest of the, the place? Like nah, so just this uh, recording room. Yeah. So obviously where we do all the recordings, podcasts, uh, the circus sessions, all this uh, is where all the recording happens. But mm. out there's uh, not soundproofed. Uh, okay. So that's that's the kind of the warehouse area out there where we do, yeah, the photography and the dance space and all that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to... Hard to soundproof the whole the whole warehouse. Oh, it'd be impossible. Um, it was the idea of it first, and I was like, "No, nah, we'll just keep it to the one room. We'll be fine." It's hard enough to soundproof one. Yeah, well, that's smaller it. room. That's it. Yeah, no, it's it's. There's a bit goes into it actually getting yeah. it up there and keeping it up and make sure it's actually it's the actual right stuff. So we yeah. finally got there. <laughs> it just made me think of um, when I was younger, when I was probably eighteen or nineteen. Um, someone told me that. Egg cartons were good for soundproofing. Yep, definitely. So what did I collect for about six months? Yep, egg, smart, empty egg cartons. Smart, smart. <laughs> it's always handy to have something like that going around. But I never, never, never got I around never to it. it. So. There's tricks. There's a lot of tricks. Uh, got a drum riser in here, and I think if you look under the uh, underneath, it's got a bit of bounce to it. I think it's uh, crates and uh, oh. so I, don't, I think maybe some half cut tennis balls. Oh yeah. yeah okay. So it looks like it's all well put together, but then you look underneath and it's. It's the it's the cheap tricks that I do the job. If it works, it works. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Get a bit of bounce in there. Nice little bit of bounce. Okay. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, now we're there now. So, it's been a good year and a half actually. So, mm. yeah, it's uh, it's cool. So this room comes up pretty cozy on the um, the circus sessions. So, um, tell us a bit about the circus sessions and part yeah. of the or some of the artists that have yeah. Been a so part of it. at the old shop. Uh, we started, so I had my old shop and it was lit up real well. Uh, it was planned out real well. So obviously the down lights and stuff like that, it all looked great and stuff like that. And we did our first three years of circus sessions there, which were awesome. Great start place. Uh, it was a, it was a really small little studio we had back then, uh, which was, it was awesome. Like good start at the back of a tattoo joint and stuff like that. So it was, it was awesome. You walked through the dance space and tattoo place, went downstairs and it was us down the bottom. And the control room was tiny. It was like the smallest control room of all time. It yeah. was, uh, I it did great for a few years, but then started doing a lot of Irish bands. Yeah, I think one time we had nine people in the control room, and they were like, they were pretty like they're spot on musos, and they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, we had uh, who do we have in there? Um, uh, Mick Slocum. Uh, he uh, been around the traps in the, that uh, the folk scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he played in the old Bushwhackers and a few different things around there. And uh, yeah, he got in there with his crew. It was about nine of them, and they were just like, like it was it was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to getting a lot of rockers in there who don't really care, you know, beers everywhere. But these guys were pretty. I'm like, yeah, it might be time to move to a bigger space. Mm. But yeah, so he did the circus sessions down there. Um, yeah, had a great some. Who started? I got uh, Emily Day, as Emily, you know. Yep. yep. Uh, you know Emily uh, Palmy Dillon. Yep. Uh, shout out to that guy, P. Dill. Yeah, he's he's always floating about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shaney Blewett. Um, who else has done it? It was a fair few over, a fair few over the years. Yeah, my memories are. Yeah, there's one guy I can I can see his face. I just uh, can't remember his name. Um, I don't know him. That's probably why I can't remember his name. <laughs> but yeah, before I came in to to do one of those sessions here, um, I sort of had a, a look back through. Yeah. 
uh, some of the other ones that had done it. So most of them, I think, did cover songs. Most of them, I think, uh, most of them were uh, cover songs. The ones that I put up uh, as the circus sessions, yeah. And uh, a few of them did like their own songs in the same format, yeah. And just used them for their own, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. But um, mm. yeah, I started liking the idea of you know doing a bit of both because you know it's good to do your own tune as well, and yeah, obviously covers awesome and stuff like that but sometimes yeah, you want to get your own stuff out there so uh yeah. and have it you know professionally record and stuff like that so yeah it's, i like when you so i like it's good to do a bit of both i reckon yeah uh, stuff like that so uh yeah yeah uh, it's pretty good. they come out real cozy with the lighting and yeah well uh, that's it that's why we so once we moved here i thought you know the other one was lit really well and stuff like that so i'm like yeah. oh, i'll change it up this vibes you know make it a bit more yeah. colorful you got the backdrop with the uh, leopard print and such and uh yeah change the whole vibe of it mm. so you got to keep changing yeah. Change it up. Don't want to get too stale. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this this chat because uh, you're one of those guys that uh, has a hand in many different aspects yeah. of the music industry. Definitely. Um, whether you're an a engineer, um, you do video clips as well, yep. obviously. You're a musician yourself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what else does the, the studio sort well, of offer so here? That's, that's always the thing. So, when I... Uh, when I started the studio back, in, yeah, so obviously when I started, when I was younger, I was, you know, just recording at home just like everyone else and then thought, uh, I did went to uni and did all, I was a horrible uni student anyway, so <laughs> I did, did all that and spent all my money and uh, which going back now, if I, I probably didn't learn too much if I was just drinking beers with the lads really, I wasn't really <laughs> listening that well, <laughs> I probably would have spent the 50000 on uh, oh, on some gear and stuff like that, yeah. but uh, uh, yeah, so then moved into a smaller space, started out uh, just with a few mates. That, yeah, at the back of that uh, that uh, shop there, mm-hmm. uh, so about four different uh, artists. Yeah, like a tattoo artist, dancer, photographer, all, all coming together and doing their own thing, mm-hmm. which was a great start for me. Uh, it was awesome just to have like friends all starting together, and then yeah. and it kind of intertwined. So that's how I met all like you know people would come in and get tattooed, but they'd also be musos, and then they'd float down and do some sessions. Yep. Uh, same with the dancers, dancers for the video clips and. Uh, just stuff like that. So it was a good little network of people. So yeah. that was a great start. Um, and uh, yeah, but it was always obviously in this day and age with the recordings, recording studios and stuff, such a hard business these mm. days. Like obviously, as they say, people can, you know, record stuff and pretty decent stuff on their laptops these days, Yeah, which makes it really tough for the industry we're in. So um, I've always come in from the different point of view that try to give a bit more for the buck, like... Um, come in for recording you know that's obviously as you do but try to package it up so it's because these days you kind of need it's hard to get heard these days without a video clip or without promotion or without you know you're jumping on facebook and doing like a advertising video i think that's kind of where it all is these days so Mm. i kind of put it together where it is in like come in do the album you do the ep and we'll package it up with Mm -hmm. uh you know two video clips or one video clip you know a maybe a circus session as we do or a photo shoot yeah just kind of try to bring it all together rather than compete with everyone else out say here's our price for the album and they're like well you know we could do it at home or we can go to a studio that's uh Got a lot better gear. <laughs> yeah, well, you tend to lose if you're going to all different places for all these different things. You lose track of your your spending as a muso. So if you oh, yeah. packaged it in almost one sort of price, that's probably a good thing. And that's it. It's just, and that's the thing. Like, oh, as a muso myself, you know, like yeah. growing up as a muso, like stuff like that. Like everyone's, no one's, you know, everyone's money wise is the same thing. You know, yeah. you can't be like 
you can't just go, oh, out of nowhere, I'm going to spend 10000 on an album yeah. and bang. So you may as well, oh, for that price or a bit under, how about you know, you throw in some music videos as well mm. and just package the whole thing up together. Maybe give them the album, but give them a few extra acoustic tracks as well and mm. just throw in different little things just to tie in the whole project. So, yeah, I like to do. So we started doing that, yeah, and then that's, that's kind of been our big, that's why we opened the uh, bigger place with the uh, actual video studio in here so we can yeah. so sometimes if you hire the weekend do a song on the saturday mm. do a basic mix that night so it's ready to go for the sunday and then spend sunday in here on the uh infinity wall green screen doing a music video yeah so that's cool. always been the cool thing probably get a, a more consistent vibe for the whole project that's it, it and that's all that, same place. and that's always been the best thing like mm. you can kind of it's more creative, like uh, mm. you can sit down even before you start recording and go, mm. so I want to record this song, this single, yeah. and the vision for the actual music video is this. Yeah, That's always been the best thing about, uh, as you know, Palmy, it's like he'll come in and as we're just putting down the first lines of the recording, we'll just, he'll look at me and I'll be like, that's what we're doing for the video. And he'll be yeah. like, yeah. yeah. It's, and we're already thinking about the process or he'll be like, this is what the video is. Yeah. How can we kind of get the vibe of the song to sound that way as well. Yeah. So just that kind of stuff's always pretty rad. Yeah. I think Palmy's the uh, the Dave Grohl of our. Yeah, big uh, time. He does it all, doesn't he? Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's the video guy. So he uh, loves it, and that's it. He's so creative. Like he's. I think I reckon when he writes these songs, and he's yeah. the, like one of the best songwriters I've ever heard. Like he's mm. he's so he's he's that good. But he's just. I reckon once he's writing a song, he's just got the vision in his head, and he's just straight away. He's yeah. almost like I've got this half a song, but the idea's there, the video's there. Mm. Let's do that, yeah. And then it all kind of goes that way. Yeah, you guys have obviously got a good uh, working sort of relationship, and you. Yeah, well, that's so. I didn't know. I just knew him through friends of a friend back in yeah. the day, and they'll be like, "You guys should work together." Yeah. And I'd never really heard. I was just uh, mates with a few of his mates, so I'd liked a few of their things they'd done, but I'd never really heard much of his stuff. And then, mm. yeah, eventually, I think I did a video for him, and then, yeah, now. He just comes in and does yeah his recordings, music videos, yeah, uh, yeah circus sessions, short film. We got a short film coming out. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, in a yeah a few days, so he's doing a short film, which is yeah. you know no one's really doing that kind of stuff. So nah. it's he just came to me and said I've got this idea for a short film. So yeah, we big short film. We've been shooting it for about a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, so about. 13 minute short film but it's kind of like a big long music video mm. intertwines uh, all these different songs and uh, yeah so just creative stuff like that's always good and you, you get to know the the artist as well so yeah. it's more so like rather than just come in record an album see you later and then they yeah. just travel around with it it's more like the album's recorded the song's recorded I'll be back you know once a week mm. and we'll keep jetting out different ideas how we can get it out there together yeah that's cool so that's a cool vibe yeah yeah so palmy's short film um i think it's out tomorrow which is yeah so what are we wednesday now wednesday. it's out thursday yeah it's out tomorrow he's got a big premiere yeah. tomorrow or today if you're listening or today to whenever you can get it up <laughs> <laughs> so uh 20 uh september 26th 26th of september yeah. that's uh that's uh, what we're at yeah. uh, it's always hard to know this time of year what day it is but yeah yeah i know so <laughs> but, um He's got the launch. Yeah, tomorrow he's got, got it at the Stolberg oh, yeah. at uh, somewhere in Preston, I think it is. But uh, yeah, yep. he's doing the whole deal. He's hired a big screen, hired a room for it, big premiere for him. So uh, yes, yeah, so I think that's the things you got to do these days. Something a bit different. Yeah, stand out of the box. Like yeah, everyone's putting out new music, but if you can put like a bit of a short film to it or something like that, just to you know put on a bit of a vent on or something, it's gonna 
going to reach a few more people. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, that's it. He's such a good songwriter and stuff like that. So it's good to, you know, hopefully get his stuff out there a bit more. And yep. that's the thing. There's so many good artists out there, as you like yourself. Just It's just so hard to get your stuff out there without people uh, yeah, <laughs> being like, all right, that's another one. And so, yeah. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Well, best of luck, Palmy. Yeah, that's night. it, Palm. We'll, good I'm stuff. I'm hoping to make it down there myself. Yeah, and, well, uh, that'd be it. I'm usually, I have too many beers before these events <laughs> anyway. It usually gets me on stage for a few days. Uh, like, yeah. uh, not tonight, I've had too many. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if you can't make it down to the Stolberg tomorrow or tonight, um, <laughs> at least check it out on Palmy's Facebook. Yeah, he'll be, he'll float it around a bit on YouTube and stuff like that, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's a little good little film mm. that uh, I actually don't want to give much away, but. Yeah, it's hard to actually say what it's about, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait and see. That's it. But uh, yeah, it's something that not everyone's doing. Yeah, well, a short film. So that's it. Yeah, well, that's it. He's got he's hired actors. He's hired the whole thing. So yeah, right. he's, which is good. Like yeah. sometimes people they you know it's yeah it might you know a bit more of a budget or whatever, but stuff like that. But mm. you know it just kind of speaks for itself. Like rather than you know trying to throw us in, mm. we still drag a few mates in to do a few cameos, <laughs> cameos. here and there. You <laughs> can't can't forget about them. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, they, that features some of Palmy's new tunes, is it? New tunes, yeah. So he's got um, uh, so I don't do uh, Palmy's band stuff. I just do his own stuff. So uh, uh Palmy, they recorded uh an EP uh somewhere down in Frankston, I think, and uh yeah, it sounded real good. Uh, yeah. uh, they've got a real good sound for it. Um, I'm I like more of the uh the poppy kind of stuff and like the more folky kind of stuff that he does mm. that's kind of what more i've been like dealing with his stuff with like i did his uh superhero which is a bit more poppy and stuff like that and yeah. he knew that going into the uh, superhero he's like i got this song it's way different mm. um and i'm like yeah bang i love that you know try something different but this is like they've gone back to more of their old uh rocky style mm. uh with the new science so they had old band down that river yeah big grungier and stuff like that yeah. and uh now yeah they've got the new science which has got a bit of a different uh feel to it and so, yeah, so a lot of those songs are throughout the movie, which is cool. Yeah. Show a different side of Palm, which is, uh, and that's it. He can do it all, so he might as well mm. keep uh, trying different things. Cool. Yeah, that's when I first met Palmy, I think, through Damn That River. Oh, yeah. I um, can't remember exactly where or when, but. Um, yeah, they used to play a lot of gigs back in the day. That, yeah. I I'd went to a few gigs just to see uh, yeah. uh, their drummer, Davo, just yeah. Yeah, play around town and stuff, and that's how I kind of met Palm. I'll, okay. And I always, always be like, who's this palm bloke? Yeah. He's off his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, palm is actually the one that put me on to you. Um, I think we were sitting at Palmageddon 2, maybe. Yeah. At the Brunny. Oh, yep, yeah, yeah. And yep. Um, number two, yeah, I think I, I think we played that one. I think I was there floating around that one. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, uh, I don't think I met you there, but he told me about it. And yeah. It took, took me a while to sort of hit you up and to do a video, but... Mm. Um, yeah, and what do we do, do first? We did the uh, Time Flies, was it? Is that the first thing we did? Yeah, so the first, well, second single off my new album earlier this year. But that was that was quite a while after Palmy first told me about you. So I think it, it took it took a while to, yeah. uh, at that stage, I think I was sort of, um, my first album was getting a bit old. So I was sort of transitioning to looking to record the, the new, new album. Stuff. So that that was part of Get the delay. Get some of that out of there. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, that's it. I know yeah, lyric videos are you know another just different step to get the music out there. Like mm. if you don't have a whole mu- uh, you know concept for a music video, but you still want to get something on YouTube to pump around. Yeah, yeah, lyric videos are if you can spice them up, they're good little uh, good little trick, I reckon. Yeah, well, it was a bit more than just a lyric video. I think 
Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, no, sorry, it was. Yeah, yeah you, you were on yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was more of a, yeah, you were actually on <laughs> it. Me in it. Yeah, you, it, there was yeah. a lyrics floating there, but yeah. you were in it. Well, that was my first uh, green screen experience. Oh, that's right. So we that had the green cool. screen. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, well, that's it. Green screen's always fun. You can yeah. you can go so many different ways with it. Yeah. Uh, I actually yeah, I filmed uh, Simon uh, Astley, Astley today. Uh, just he just came into the shop before. He's from Tassie. Yeah. And uh, he, he comes in on the boat, comes in, does his music videos in here, and then yeah, yeah. so he t- jumps on the uh, green screen. He's kind of like he's got a few ideas, but then it's just like, so what else can we do? And it's like, well, pretty much as long as we record enough stuff on the green screen, we can actually do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> in the long run, like you can throw. There's that many things you can do with green screen. It's great. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, there's a huge green screen setup just outside the uh, recording room here. So. Um, not, not every studio has got that sort nah. of set up, I assume. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's, that's always like was the, the dream when I started the, uh, the little studio was to eventually kind of do something that kind of packaged it all together. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you could have it all in the one roof, like back in the old studio we'd record, but then we'd go shoot music videos on location or if we had to hire out a uh, infinity wall or something like that, which mm. are really expensive to do. So I thought... You know, obviously the next step is if I can get myself a uh, a bigger space, I can kind of do it all in the one room. Yeah. And yeah, and then artists can feel, you know, like they can record here and then just jump straight into it, mm. keep the uh, keep the feel going. Yeah. Well, um, you use a a drone as well, don't you, for some footage? Yeah, we got the drone. So yeah, uh, I actually crashed it the other day, so it's oh, uh, shit. it's a bit cooked at the moment. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we'll it's stuck in a tree, was it? Yeah, it did. It got, got it was doing a nice uh, nice trying to get some cool shots in between some trees and uh <laughs> yeah it's just sure did that these things yeah, a bit of wind took it and it was all over oh, so uh well, we got some good shots until then so uh that's all right these it, it does actually happen more than you like i think i've crashed it a few times actually <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be back up and running cool <laughs> so um as a producer or engineer um you've uh i think you were telling me you use logic logic yeah, yeah. so i use logic now yeah uh I've always done a bit of both. Uh, Pro Tools at the old studio was predominantly the way. Yep. But um, yeah, I've just kind of uh, floated over to Logic probably in the last two years. And uh, I don't know, just something about the workflow just really... And I do a lot of um, a lot of kind of, what do you like, would you call it, pop, kind of pop artists or an artist will come along and, and they'll be like, they might be like a, someone out of school or someone a bit younger and stuff who don't really have that much experience in studios. And they'd be... And they'll I'll do the music for them, and then we'll work the song around the music kind of deal. They'll have the lyrics, and then we'll. So I always felt that electronically, if I'm doing like a pop song that's kind of pretty much all done within the box, you know, obviously we might still, you know, uh, track some drums and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just something about Logic that everything was just right there. Um, yeah, able to do it. So as I started doing more solo artists and stuff like that, I started using Logic more, and then now just something about the workflow just. Uh, Really, uh, yeah, and I got, and once I upgraded the gear and stuff like that, I just felt it all ran a bit smoother. Yep. So yeah. Well, uh, feel free to nerd out on us a little bit here. Yeah. Tell well, us about some of your favorite mics. That's and, a, that's. Uh, the, I was actually going to say that actually. <laughs> so that's the thing. I I was listening to a few of your podcasts and oh, yeah. you know uh, uh, what was the what were we talking about before? Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, Incubator Studios. I know they're oh, yeah. a great uh, great studio over there. Uh, stuff like that. Um, I've never been a, uh, a music, like a, what would you call it? A, an audio nerd as yeah. such. As I said before, I, when I went to uni and stuff and I was studying, I was, 
I didn't. St- I was not a good student <laughs> you didn't at all. Study. I was. I was just yeah, just with the lads and we're just having you know having yeah. a good time. Uh, I loved it because we all like I met a lot of my friends there and a lot of my mates and clicked with so many people from the music community that we still like know and stuff like that and helped me a lot now where I am. Yeah. But yeah, as I obviously over the years passed and you know the knowledge, I kind of learned it more on the fly. Mm. growing up doing my own thing yeah so when it comes to i've got all the gear and stuff like that um and i i know that like the gear and obviously all that but when it comes to like delving into all the i just i can't stand it yeah (laughs) i I actually can't stand oh it's just some of the things it's just like i've never really got into that side of it yeah like uh yeah like technology just i love using it like i kind of sometimes i consider myself more of a more of a producer kind of thing, like where, you know, I, I, like engineering, obviously I always do and I love it. But once things, you know, like get real technical and, uh, mm. you know, the, the ins and outs and all this stuff and how it all runs into this and stuff like that. Yeah. It's always where I've just stood back and gone, mm. I need a few weeks off now because that just ruined my whole uh, day. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it does your head in. I'm, I'm kind of on the same wavelength as you, mm. as you saw tonight. Like I, yeah. I brought my laptop and my two mics um, <laughs> and I had my computer sort of serviced during the week and uh i've opened it up for the first time tonight <laughs> opened up reaper and it's not all uh, over picking up the mics i would have thrown the laptop that's, <laughs> that's the thing that's what it hurts and yeah. do you think i know how to fix it no have a clue. So, yeah, horrible, uh, yeah. we've had to use joel's uh logic program that's it so, so yeah hopefully it sounds all right over there yeah it's a bit scary with no one behind the desk hopefully it's still yeah. running <laughs> it's the, uh, but yes yeah, so technology yeah it just yeah just does me sometimes like yeah. i just something about it like i thought i was a bit of a patient person until technology and it just throws mm. me so uh yeah so now nah, but um but yeah obviously now as we've got the uh into the new studio yeah we've got the better mics i uh, got the uh like the apollo preamps now and stuff like that which are you know, just the quality just so much you could just hear it straight away like back in the old studio well first i had like a little inbox back when i was at home recording going oh this is sounding all right then you're like actually not nah, this sounds horrible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then went to the other uh, studio and did some stuff uh what do we move up to then some what other box are we using there so it was a bit better i can't remember exactly what it was called but it was uh it was a good step up it sounded good it was good for the mm. few years we were there and then moved again moved again and then yeah eventually now we've got the apollo out there and it's just Sounds great. It's just one of those things. Where it's just it's there. It's preamps sound awesome, uh, and it's just yeah, it just does what it needs to. It doesn't doesn't uh, like your laptop. It doesn't always you know it doesn't throw me that much. <laughs> Sometimes it has its days. Yeah, I just want to throw the whole thing, oh, but it's all man. good. <laughs> um, so have you ever recorded? You're probably too young, but have you ever recorded with tape or anything tape old school like that i've been in a few studios like when i was growing up yeah learning the ropes and stuff like that um to be honest i've always been more of a digital yep. like i think i i was just missed that point where i love the idea of tape and i do like obviously the sound is that it's ridiculous how good it is and stuff like that yep. and i do wish that there was more outlets for it now to learn it like oh, when i was at uni you'd learn it for like a day and then they'd be like all right you're done yeah payment pay us your coin and you're out of there and yeah. you never really get so i went to a few studios where they showed me how to use tape and stuff i wasn't obviously there enough to actually full get into it but um mm. sometimes when i was watching them do it like you know just they're the professionals you know what i mean like this the way they can do that and cut that and do that and stick it together and go bang 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 yeah, and do that i'm process. like my god that just yeah. my hands are too uh too shaky for that i'm like yeah, I, was, <laughs> I mean i saw a bit of it in the uh one of the foo fighters documentaries the movie 
Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that one that's on uh, something light. Yeah, uh, the, wasting the, light. Yeah, that, that is it. The one on Netflix. It's got the. Uh, uh, is it? Is it where he gets the Neve console, or is it when he? Uh, well, it's probably both actually. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, because obviously when Davey took over that uh, that studio, they got uh, the Neve console, but they used all tape there. And I think at the start yeah. of that one, they're all cutting up the tape and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's mind blowing to see how they. Oh, and they do it so quick and just like yeah. bang, 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 stick it together. And it's like, yep, they've hit the uh, exact right it's point there. Old school. Do you reckon that sort of thing will come back or is it just going to be like a novelty thing? I think it's a novelty. Yeah. I I just don't, people are too, people are too lazy now. Like yeah. myself, like the idea of being able to just slide it across, you know, mm. with your mouse. Yeah. And some people like the idea of physically doing it all and stuff like that, which is great. I've always been like the... The less drama, the better. The better, so you can just jump straight yeah. into it. But um, people like, you know, the feel, and like, like, like with the big desks and stuff like that. Like, I've never been a big, massive desks. You know, let's focus down. Let's and as awesome as they are and stuff like that. Mm. You know, I'm happy to just have something a bit smaller, just right there, where you can just go bang, bang, bang. You know, you get your whatever channels you need there, strips you need, and just go bang, bang. But uh, mm. so I've I've always come from that more technical, uh, that that kind of. Uh, side of things yeah it would have been a, a strange thing once the digital uh things started happening like if you're an old school engineer from the oh 60s 70s and yeah i guess in the oh, 80s be, it started to really killer. changed a bit oh it would have destroyed them all drum machines and stuff i think there was that um there is that documentary it might even it is that sound city one yeah sound city where they're all at sound city obviously working or whatever yeah. and then and then i think one of the owners or something moves next door and just mm. buys this massive like uh Pro Tools rig or massive back then. It was just thing, and then just the digital age just absolutely destroyed them mm. in the end. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be horrible back then if that's all you know. Just to, but there's always going to be someone who thinks of something easier and better, and yeah. so that's the hard part. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the. I think I actually recorded my first EP back in 2007 or eight on tape. Maybe? Oh, beautiful! No way. I can't even think now. See, that's the thing. Just even my band, like, it, like I'd love to be able to just go to a studio and actually just go tape. You know, yeah. when you're not doing it, you'd be like, oh, 100%, give me tape. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, maybe that's something you can do. Yeah, well, that's it. Oh, 100%. Have it as an option for, oh, that's for bands. Oh, that's And I think it does lend itself to certain types of, like, music, I reckon. Like, yeah. if you're looking for that feel, like, that old school kind of, that's the way to go. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to get some... Real up to date, new, you know, radio friendly, polished song. Mm. There's probably not that much need to go down that route. But if you want that kind of warmth of, you know, a dirty old, you know, pub band or something like that, if you can run that through analog, mm. you're pretty much you're golden. Yeah, geez, some of that stuff on the radio now just sounds so incredibly polished. Yeah, that's it. it. And that's just see, and that's the, the CCI. So I always grew up with as yeah. I always grew up, and I had the weirdest taste of music. Like yeah. I, I think I got the uh, the. The, uh, the Motley Crue, The Dirt, when I was, yep. I think I was 10 or something like that. I reckon yeah. I was real young. Because yeah. I'd heard Motley, I'd started out uh, as a Kiss fan. Yeah. Massive Kiss fan. Um, and then from Kiss, just watching old stories and tour mm. videos that always talk about Motley. Yeah. And I was like, who the hell's Motley? And then I reckon I was about 10 and it was Christmas. I said to my mum, I think it was, I said to mum, oh, can I quick grab, grab us his book or whatever yeah. and mum not knowing she's and i'm just like a nice little innocent kid she's yeah. like yeah no we're always getting the dirt yeah. open it up for chrissy get the dirt yeah. and then she didn't realize until i showed her the movie obviously a few a few <laughs> yeah. months ago that uh yeah it's probably not the best book for a 10 year old uh, well the book's even worse 
Yeah, well, that's odd. Oh, it goes it's, into more detail. Oh, it does. And I told yeah. her, like, a few months ago, I'm like, yeah. yeah, you probably shouldn't have got me that when I was 10. Like, even I didn't know what was going on when I was 10. Like, yeah. it starts out with a few of those stories. I'm like, yeah. my God, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's pretty young when you're 10. Mm. All right, let's talk about Motley, because I'm a huge Motley fan that's as well. That's it, mate. Yeah, well, that's um, it. They're, yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's life. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah they were huge for me. Like, yep. yeah, as I was saying, like, I always had the bands growing up and they were pretty much after kiss it was them yeah. for, the, for i reckon for about five years i only ever listened to those two yeah, okay. <laughs> i wasn't even like a music fan i was just like kiss motley yeah and that was it until i was about 15 or something i'm like i actually actually should listen to other stuff now yeah well it sort of <laughs> sprawls off into different bands that does so i think i I'm trying to think back now so i was probably I was in high school maybe year nine or ten yeah and um, I think I started out with a Dr. Feelgood cassette tape Beautiful. from a mate of mine. Yep. Which I'm pretty sure I ended up giving back to him. I'm yeah. Not sure. <laughs> Stolen. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, loved it, obviously. Um, probably still their best album. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's, overall, it's the best part about Motley I've always liked is you can put on a CD, mm. you know, whenever, and you can put on like an era kind of thing. And it's kind of like hearing a different band. Yeah. Like in your mind or when you picture it or whatever, like... You can one day you listen to Ed feel good or whatever, and you go back and listen mm. to like Shout at the Devil, and you're like, yeah. it's just so that like you can almost you play it for random people, they'd probably be like, this is two different bands, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just sounds so different and like the feels so different. So, see, I've always liked the, I liked that uh, Doctor Feelgood, but I always yeah. liked uh, their like Shout at the Devil stuff, mm. just real dirty like yeah. that old school stuff. Well, that but was, you can't go past that was it. heavy. Shout well, that's it, hundred percent. And then they went to like even the imagery, like. The image was was heavy. That was eighty three, and two years later they've gone to theater. Of theater pain. of pain. How that was fabulous. Was that? Yeah, and that's and that's the best thing. That's what that's and that's why yeah. when I got into Kiss and then those. That's I think mm. that's why I drew me more to those earlier. Mm. And as a kid, when I was listening to Feel Good and stuff, if I was like twelve or like, I was like, oh, what are they just wearing normal black for? Yeah. They should be wearing that shit stuff they wore in Theater of Pain and just yeah. get more lipstick and stuff. Yeah. See, I went through. I was we were good from that. So I was, yeah, that's what got me into like, I was real 80s stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I love the 80s stuff. Yeah, well, that's it. The, the more glam it was, the bigger, like, I just, yeah, went through a phase, like, just, yeah, I was like the weirdest kid of all time. Just yeah. listen to like, everyone was listening to what was on the radio. Like, back then it was like, I don't even know, Smash Mouth and shit like yeah. that. And I was like coming to school, like, like just, yeah, I was like listening to Cinderella and all mm. these, uh, br- like, just ridiculous stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I had a mate of mine who, Lucky for me, put me onto a lot of this, uh, I guess, eighties stuff like Def Leppard and stuff. Beautiful. So yeah, I was kind of the same. Spot on. Listening to um, Def Leppard, Judas Priest, yeah, so it's um, Maiden, um, yeah. Gross, I think yeah. from Motley, I went to Gunners, and then that was yeah, total kind of obsession. Takes you over that way, doesn't it? Mm. Yep, same. Skid Row, the same deal. Yep, Skid Row. Um, they kind of get lumped the same deal, don't they? Once you hit Gunners, you kind of hit the Skid Row less, yep. less kind of glammy, more like. Just heavier rock kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's classic, classic albums. Oh, so good. just a great time in music, but it was also around the same time that you know grunge started to seep in, had a different feel. Yep, hundred percent, right up my alley. That was so your alley. See, yeah. that's that's where we like differ, I reckon, because yeah. I never never got around the grunge. So yeah, okay. that's why that's that's to me. I always like when I hear grunge. Like, I, I, obviously, I love, like, I respect it and all that. Yeah, I just can't get around like. The fact, because I was so young when I liked it, and because everything happened after that, I, because when I started listening to it, everything would gone anyway. As a grunge was 
what well, I'm talking when I was, you know, young in high mm-hmm. school and that would have been, you know, so late, late 90s. Yeah, late 90s. Yeah. So all that was gone anyway. So I was like, I didn't really know. I didn't grow up with it. So I'm just hearing stories and shit like that. So I was like, mm. and being like, you know, Motley and Poison fan and stuff. And I was like, mm. fuck, grunge. Were that a swear on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like it was just, it was all guitar driven sort of music. Mm. Um, and I, maybe I didn't look too hard at, the fact that one killed the other yeah see that's where i was because i was younger i was that's all i cared yeah. about i was like yeah. i was a real like <laughs> took it hard took it hard <laughs> just the uh it just yeah took it hard like yeah like i guess people do these days with uh different things it was interesting <laughs> to look back sort of now and see how some of those 80s bands tried to cope with that change of oh yeah of well that thing it was just a destroyer wasn't it for most of them some of them got through yeah some of them did the right thing and kind of wrote it out yeah some of them just yeah went bananas and just tried to do things that were just completely out of there yeah. <laughs> which you got to try something because i can only imagine what it was like to be that that point around you know it's just it'd be an absolute nightmare trying to work out like shit what do we do we would you know that's we can we're not a grunge band but what you mm cut the hair and you know try to play a few songs like this and yeah. and everyone try i guess everyone did try it a little bit yeah 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 poison actually i like poison did all right with uh, i didn't mind their stuff actually that they, they yeah. didn't try to be grunge but they just kind of got rid of the glam stuff a little bit but they still you know but i guess there was bands who kind of tried their actual i think even kiss did uh their carnival of uh whatever it was and they'd like they try to do it like a grungier album and yeah i think it was previously unreleased whatever they obviously it's out but is that around the time they took their makeup yeah off? they took their so it was when no so this was like just before they put the makeup on mm. they kind of they re- released uh i think revenge in early 90s and then they mm. did this one t- i think don't think they released it straight away i think kind of just sat there while they did their uh their uh makeup tour reunion whatever and then it was just floating around yeah, and that was kind of like a grungier sound if you listen to it it's kind of i, I think that's what they were going for yeah but uh i think that was the thing yeah i think that's what it was like <laughs> well uh bands like motley i mean they changed their lead singer yeah well and that's i loved uh karabi so yeah. that, that's to me i like karabi's still one of my favorite singers of all time so yeah. like when he comes down here now me and my mate andy yeah. shout out to uh andy licks is always my uh when it comes to music and stuff, we're just me and him are just we just been everywhere together, me and him, so we just yeah. go everywhere, like travel together and go to watch these shows and stuff like that, uh, for years and years. Uh, and he's the singer of my band now. But yeah. yeah, just when Karabi and stuff come down, it's just like the greatest thing of all time. He just for some reason that voice just never changes for me, I reckon his oh, voice is yeah. just great. And uh, th- those sort of shows, because he's not ultra famous, like they're a lot more low key. Oh, and that's what's the best down. part. It's not like, you know, oh yeah. here we go, we're gonna go see old mate at and then it's like, you know, yeah. Rod Laver Arena, it's more like we'll go see him down at the Prince and St Kilda or something like that. And you're like, yes, they're yeah. the shows you want. Now you might remember this show. It was just making me think. I saw Karabi um, oh, more than 10 years ago. And I think it was in St Kilda. It might have been yeah. the Prince. He had, um, I think it was Eric Singer. I don't know if that's Yeah, I think name. he had, uh, it was, I think they were called something. And it was yeah. Singer. I think it was um, uh, Chuck from... Alice Cooper, I think, was might have been on bass. There was a few of them rolling around, and the dude from Kiss, uh, Kulik. Kulik, yeah. There was they were called. Um, oh, I'm not going to remember it now, but yeah, I think they were called yeah. something. They kind of formed a little group, and it was like the best thing of all time. Yeah, and they <laughs> did a bunch of covers, and yeah, I still remember Karabi singing "Man in the Box." Yeah, by Alice in Chains. Yep, I think 100. percent 
and hundred percent. Yeah, well, like, he's, got, he's got that voice, <laughs> and that's it. That, that's why I liked his voice because versatile. He could do yeah, and he could still make the old Vince songs still sound good. Yeah, but then he could do his that kind of stuff and the heavier stuff and still mm. kill that. Oh, what are they called? It's it was oh. almost. It'll come to me by the end. But that that was easy. Oh. Could have been fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. That's young. well. That's it. Yeah, it's, I remember I was super young too, and it was it was one of those things where they were great. But it was hard to find stuff. I think they might have released one album or something. Yeah. I think they had a DVD, which is pretty rad, and it was just like a little live thing. But uh, but it was like they're a just awesome super group they put together. You're like, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Because it was uh, <laughs> singer Eric Singer. I don't think that's his name, but I think yeah. No, I think it was. It was Eric Singer. Was I think it, it was uh, on. Uh, uh, drums and you had Kulik on the guitar and then I reckon yeah. you had uh, Chuck from Alice Cooper on yeah. Uh, and yeah on uh, bass I reckon it was and I think they all like and Chuck sung and I think Eric Singer sung yeah, a few yeah. but then mainly Kulik was I mean uh, Karabi was singing I think that's the that was the tour yeah speaking of Alice Cooper Alice Cooper yeah you're a fan, you're a fan? big fan yep. yeah yeah just to uh, I, I saw the Motley Farewell tour back in 15, 2015 I think yeah 100% last show where uh, Alice Cooper supported. Beautiful, yeah. And I've got to say, from my point of view, yep. Alice Cooper wiped the floor with him. Oh, big time, yeah. Uh, that's, and that's always been the unfortunate thing, I yeah. guess. For, I, I've, and that's the thing with Motley, I reckon they've always, it's always got that fine line. Like, it's the best, it's always the best show of all time and stuff. But yeah. then you put it together with something like Alice and stuff, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, Motley have got the better songs and, or catalogue of songs for, yeah. uh, for a live show and I'll easily listen to more Motley songs than Alice Cooper. But in terms of, um, I don't know, Alice Cooper was just solid. Something about him. Show. He just, he just doesn't stop. Like he yeah. just, he, he, he just, yeah, he sounds great. He looks at the The show's still great. Yep. He just, he still gets the crowd going great. Obviously it's always a tough thing about voices and who gets their voices still. Like it's one of those, such a tough, like when Kiss and Motley did their tours, tour together. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was like the best. I went to a few of them and it was like the best thing of all time. I think me and my mate Andy went to Perth to saw him. It was like those two together is like my dream. So, and then, yeah. But then you're like, you know, Vince, his voice struggles, yeah. I guess, when he sings. He misses half, half the words at the best of times. Yeah. Which, I, you know, as a kid, well, I usually go there and just, you know, have the best time, have yeah. beers and like it's the best thing ever. I don't really care about that. Uh, people obviously get, like even now they come out and say, oh, Vince is butchering these songs. It's mm. like, I don't know. I'm always the other, like opposite side. Like who cares? Like he's out mm. there. He's still keeping the tunes going. He's, yeah. you know, he's still getting the crowds. He's having a good time. I don't think it's the worst thing. But then that same tour, Paul Stanley's voice was starting to get cooked. And it's like, mm. I guess, you know, that's just going to happen. It's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. My voice is already cooked. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, the voice is the biggest stress. And that's uh, it. It's always the first thing to go. It's always yeah. the first thing to get tweaked. Like, uh, you know, people are going to get a- angry at it. And yeah. what are you going to do? But yeah, that's why I think that's why Alice Cooper was so good. Alice, he, he just still sounded like Alice. He just sat, sat, I think he's always had that kind of voice. Yeah, that's just. I think he's had that voice that just he can maintain. Mm. You know, if you got like a Paul Stanley voice or a Vince voice, yeah, those high voices and stuff like those real huge voices, they're going to go at some point. You can't keep doing that. But Alice has kind of had that voice where yeah. he doesn't really try to do anything out of his. Nah. you know, he's not trying to go for some huge high notes. He just keeps it. It's probably not really technically singing no he just did that city just kind of just but it hurts you like you're trying listening to, it, to yeah. him yeah you, you know you sort of get a sore sore voice 100 <laughs> um, percent and uh so yeah aerosmith fan aerosmith uh yep big aerosmith fan yeah uh not as probably much as like because i guess they were see I'm, I'm always always about the the era so i was like 80s so like mm. when i listen to aerosmith i'd listen to 
that kind of era stuff. So like loving the elevator. When I saw all those film yeah. clips and stuff like that, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And then yeah. I'd like buy the albums, but then I'd buy some of their old albums. Like the first ones, like uh, what's the draw the line or whatever there. Yeah. And I'd be like, nah, I'm not that into that. Like I know it's still got that 70s sound, but yeah. I was like, it's still great. But I'm like, I just really want to listen to that. 80s kind of just <laughs> yeah, it's a different sound it's a different sound it's it sound like, like a different singer it's a different singer yeah they're yeah. singing about different things you know yeah. back then and then we get the 80s obviously everyone's just singing about the same shit like mm. just partying and all that shit so yeah <laughs> there's another guy that's i mean he's sort of i guess he's hasn't lost his voice but it's changed a little bit but he can still sort oh, of do what he's always still done. gets past it and that's yeah. it they, and that's it they, they still and good on them for, i saw them at where did i see them they were the one band that i hadn't seen forever and then they eventually mm. came and did Sydney My Bowl or and I like yeah real good tickets to that and yeah it was just great to see like yeah stuff like that. and that's the thing I think people sometimes people go in expecting like you're going to get something that they used to do in the 80s like yeah. what are you going to do it's a long time ago and that's it's a long time know. ago everyone's going to change everyone's <clears throat> going to struggle a bit and yeah. I just have enough beers at the show that it ends up feeling like that <laughs> yeah sometimes i go to a well, you know uh, all the songs so they're sort of in your head you anyway. know it yeah that's it 100 percent. you're just getting the general vibe of the songs from that's the band, it and, and that's all you can ask for i surely at this time same with vince all right he's missing half the that's it yeah but everyone else is singing it for him so who <laughs> yeah. cares as long as there's flames going off and you yeah. know spinning drums and shit who cares yep <laughs> well uh all right we better get back to you we could go from yeah. band to band <laughs> so um yeah, so you're a musician as well, obviously. Um, yeah, so... Right After Midnight. Yeah, so me and the lads in Right After Midnight. So, yeah, we started that. Uh, so me and my mate Andy, Andy Licks, uh, and a lot of people listening would have seen him around. He's like a... He's a character. He's got the big hair. He's mm. always looking the same, you know, like he's always, you know, decked out. He's classic and he's... um Yeah, he's been uh, pretty much yeah, one of my best mates for, for a long time now, years and years and years. And we've, we started out when we were a bit younger just having bands, like trying to get bands, pretending to get into bands. And we, all we wanted to do was just do something like 80s, glam, rock, metal, kind of just down that line. Yep. And um, yeah, so it took us a fair while to get a kind of a crew together who could actually, you know, we could jam with and actually kind of want the same things, same influences and just kind of be mates too because, you know, you'd have a few people around and it's just hard when, you, you know, things last for a while, but if you're not mates in the end it kind of falls to bits anyway yeah so we kind of built it on the backbone of being mates so we got yep. these two other blokes who we were good mates with ended up just you know we're just we're going out on the town anyway just going to like you know back in the day and cherry and uh all those rock bars and stuff like that and eventually mm. we're like well we all kind of play instruments just let's <laughs> <laughs> let's start it start it up and then so it just came real natural and then yeah we've just been playing ever since and uh yeah we've probably been together now for five years yeah and uh yeah it's great oh yeah um so yeah <laughs> um so yeah so yeah it's uh we play sort of like that 80s kind of stuff so his influence is the same as mine motley yeah. poison cinderella def leopard like uh but we're also a bit different where i like i like real 80s that kind of stuff he likes kind of new sleazy stuff so mm. we're kind of like a sleaze metal band as you would call it yeah um so like yeah, I was always a friend of like like LA Guns and stuff like that, and he's oh, yeah. a big fan of like new sleaze as well, mm. like uh, Crash Diet, um, a lot of these new bands. Uh, so uh, who else is there? It's Crash Diet, Dirty Penny, all these all these newer bands that were around uh, the sleaze era. So we joined ours together, and then we had like a drummer who was into like kind of like a kind of a surfer. So he'd listen to, like old like pop punk and stuff like that. Yeah. Then we had a drummer Johnny Johnny Pav who was uh, 
Shout out Johnny, he'll be listening. Yeah. <laughs> Which Johnny's the, he's a menace. He's the greatest man of all time. <laughs> he's just uh, so he he's, he used to like big thrash guy. So he loves yeah. a bit of everything, but he's a big thrash guy. So that that kind of tweaked our sound into an actual like a different sound like rather than just being going oh we're a sleaze band try to do this try to look like this we had four different people come mm. together and it was like it, we had this different sound like it was sleazy but it was still like it was heavy but then Andy had the big hair the glam and then yeah. he, we'd sing about that 80s stuff but you know try to make it not too 80s because you got to get a bit irrelevant yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just try to pretend you're back there or something so yeah, yeah so cool. yeah we, we travel, uh, travel around play a fair few gigs and uh, yeah We've been recording our album for a long time. Yeah. That's the worst thing about actually having a recording studio is it's, oh, it yeah. sounds so good and in it's like, oh boys, come here. We're like, I've got we've got a studio, let's just record. Yeah. It just it just never works like that. It's yep. like you just overthink things, you you take too long and you it's just it's we've been doing it for like five years now. Oh, it's almost <laughs> but uh yeah, we're almost there. We've only we've only got a few months left and then the album yep. be out, so we're finally there. Yeah, so album launch what next year? Uh, late, yeah, probably in early year. next year, I'd say uh, if we can get it all done by the end of the year. Yeah, uh, we got two film clips out that we put demos to, which have uh, yeah done all right. They were just kind of like demos we put out just to uh, just to get the feels out there, just because people were like, we've seen you play like a thousand times, but why have you got no songs on uh, YouTube and shit? We're like, yeah, we just. We said we get in the studio. We have too many beers. It sounds horrible the next day, and we just scrap it and yeah. go again. So yeah. we're almost there. So <laughs> any releases besides those videos, like any EPs uh, or anything? Or? Nah, so that that was pretty much it. So we've got yeah. so the albums. It's it's that close now. Um, we've got a few video ideas we've been doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so pretty much just pulling everything together and just waiting for a big, a big release because uh, it's been uh, it's been a long time coming, but. Yeah, but that, and that's the thing, because when you're friends and stuff like that, like we always say we're going to record and then we record on a Saturday so we can drink beers all day and then yeah. it gets to about 10 o'clock and we're like, we've hardly done it and we're like, <laughs> we might as well head into Cherry or yeah. into one of these places and go do some dirty karaoke or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I guess I was going to ask you, like, uh, what's your original um, point where you got onto this whole um, journey? So, you know, was it, you started playing bass, which shot off into obviously starting a band and then getting into yeah. audio production. Yeah, what, so I reckon what was the first bit. I think what it was is when I was a bit younger, I think I'd uh, I started playing. I think my mum got me a guitar real young. Tried to play that and couldn't play that. <laughs> guitar was too hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrendous for me. I just like, this is just the most mind-blowing <laughs> thing of all time. Too many strings. Too many strings. So then yeah. got to, I got traded that in yep. uh, for a bass. Uh, traded that in for a bass guitar. Um, and yeah, that was a lot easier for me. Uh, bass guitar was uh, fantastic. How many uh, strings? Well, four, only four <laughs> strings for me. That's They tried to give me a, uh, they tried to give me a four, uh, being a five uh, string, but it was just too much for me. And I didn't like the look of it either. It was uh, it was a bit tough for me. It's coming from a uh, you know glam kind of. If anyone had that extra fifth string on the top, mm. I was like, that just looks horrendous. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Actually, <laughs> I was all about the look, you know. Like I just yep. wanted because I was so young. I was like, everything needs to look like this, and yep. yeah, I was a real peanut. But um, so yeah, then did that. So then I started recording myself through a little like whatever it was back in the day before I had an inbox and stuff like that, and then just started making little beats and going along with the bass, and then yeah, just in that, just thought. Uh, yeah, I wanted to always do something with music. Yeah, I didn't know what it was like, and I liked the idea of writing and producing music. That was my bigger thing rather than being an engineer. Yeah, but obviously you can't. You don't just jump into that. Yeah, 
the only way to people will start listening to you or, or actually, you know, dealing with you if you know what you're doing. So that's where I went mm. to. Yeah, I went to uni and just did a bit of, uh, yeah, as I said, didn't do much for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> so were you sort of writing music from an early age? Writing music, yeah. So I was writing like music back in the day and then I met yeah. my, my mate Andy and we've always had this, just this big dream just to be like, because he's just like me, he just loves all that yeah. stuff. He's just like... Like he's got the like he's got the massive uh, hair. Like there was one stage where he had big, big massive blonde hair. Big like I had big uh, pink hair and stuff like that. It was like <laughs> we were just living. We were living that kind of thing, and we were just writing those songs. And he he was more of a I I'm more of a songwriter. Like other kind of music. Like I can write some eighties glammy stuff, but it always tends to go back to the same ideas. Like it always mm. goes back to the partying and the. Do this, this, and and you you don't you do, you kind of this day and age you don't want to keep going back to that because it's otherwise it looks like you're just trying to recreate. But he's actually he can write really really good lyrics. It's like yep. for this generation, but it's like still glammy and sleazy, but it's intertwined. Yep. So I, I'd be writing like and as I, I I've always written like kids songs and stuff. So that's why I ended up doing kids music and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I started doing that, and then yeah, just working with different artists and stuff, and just having ideas for them and stuff like that, like when I started my first studio or before that, just at home recording my friends and stuff like that, that that'd be half writing a song and say, mm -hmm. what do you reckon? And then I'd be like, Oh, maybe we'll try this pretty much just started out like that. Just helping friends and then helping a few different artists. And, so, and as I grew, like got the first studio, I was helping out school kids. I always got like a lot of school kids come in, like young kids, like, Oh, I've got this song. And they're like, you know, real nervy about it, never been in the studio. And yeah. I was the same. I was still in a first studio. I was just like, nah, awesome. We'll try this, try this. And yeah. So yeah, I I really like the producing side of it, yep. uh, as well as the engineering side, obviously. But that's when you know, if something went too wrong with the uh, with the equipment, I was <laughs> I just jumped through the window, <laughs> jumped through the booth. session over, session over, yes. <laughs> Bring out the slab as yeah. we're done for the. <laughs> well, you've got um, you got a good energy and a like a positive vibe with yourself and yeah. I think with the studio I appreciate until it, mate. shit goes wrong obviously yeah. no well, I'm actually pretty calm actually I just like I kind of just stand up and go <laughs> I'm gone today I just like you know walk out and just leave the shop for a you know <laughs> yeah just yeah I just like oh what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> nothing's oh, perfect yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> so yeah that was it and then yep yeah and then as I got yeah now so yeah write a few you know I write a few lyrics here and there sometimes I come in with these great like 80s lyrics and stuff like that but yeah our singer's uh he's a he's a lyricist he's that good it's just like it's hard to even try to jump in and you're like you know we we, we write some good stuff ourselves but then he just comes in we're like yep you just keep just, just leave it to him just you to just him. do it like we yeah. we got the tunes here you just put yeah. something over that and he just kills it so yeah. so yeah that's why yeah and but yeah more pop stuff I I find it easier to write more poppy stuff and uh yeah more like yeah, kids music I did do a lot of kids songs as well which is uh <laughs> which is fun and that's easy yeah <laughs> well let's uh i've got that to talk about so yeah. uh mini monsters yeah so you're wearing uh, the hoodie got the hoodie on yeah wrapping yeah. the merch yeah. yeah uh so yeah mini monsters was a, a thing um so we run uh music and sports in uh daycares yeah. um and we do yoga as well and we do photography uh we do a bit of a bit of everything really um so my brother started back in the day uh he started doing sports programs in daycares yeah um so yeah he he started it years ago uh, before i was like i was just you know, floating around i was just doing different jobs and uh but and I, then i'd eventually started a studio and stuff like that and it got to a point where we were kind of both of us were running to our businesses like i was uh, running a studio uh full-time he was uh running a pt 
uh, company full time. So he's got his own gym. Um, and he was kind of like, we got to, we like, we're sleeping all, like not sleeping all day, but you know, waking up in the mornings, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like I might record all night. And then I'll just do nothing the next day until like three in the hour, just wasting, just, you know, it was living the life, but not really. I was just like slopping around doing nothing. Listening he, to uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's it. Just listening to in the shower, right? Zeppelin tunes. Is that yeah. what you were telling me? Yeah, yeah it's my hangover song. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's a big hangover, just throw the rain song on and just yeah. uh, die in the shower. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's probably doesn't go too well with the Mini Von Stars. Uh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so then yeah, so we just started that, and then uh, yeah, so then he's like, we got to do something in the mornings, and he he was always uh, sports uh, coach and stuff like that. So he started doing sport, and uh, he started doing that in daycares and stuff. And he's like, uh, you should like he goes said to me like you'd be a good teacher and stuff like that. Like and always like you know always had fun you know just like you know playing with the kids and mm. you know like you know, hanging out with kids yeah that's it i've always had nephews and nieces and stuff like that mm. and i love being their bros you know like mm. it's always you can always you know have a kick with them or you know play you know play a bit of music and stuff like that and dance around and stuff like that but then you know when you know actually i thought of my own kid would be uh just horrendous i wouldn't yeah, want that at least this way you get to give them back that's it that's it that's <laughs> my nephew and niece when they came i'm like oh yeah. this is the greatest and then when they start yeah. crying i'm like i'm out of here yeah goodbye <laughs> jump out the window again yeah. So, um, yeah, so then we started that. So we started music. Uh, this was, uh, yeah, a few years ago. Mm. We've probably been doing it for about four years now. Yep. And it just started growing. We just did one, two, you know, a few weeks. So we'd go in in the mornings uh, to a daycare. So incursions we do. So mm. and we're really fitness-based and stuff like that. So promoting fitness and uh, wealth, uh, well-being and health and stuff like that. Yep. And then, so, yeah, just eventually just grew years and years. And so... It was always good to have something in the mornings and then come back to the studio in the Arvos or well not in the Arvos, I'm pretty much back at the shop by about eleven thirty and working on um, you know, videos and uh these recordings and stuff like that. But yeah, it was just great to have something else in the morning that and it kinda got me away from just having this as like yeah. you know, you're always thinking about, Oh, what if I got this? This was a bit of a side thing and then yeah, now it's a pretty. Now we've got the uh, kids band stuff like that. Mm. Uh, the Mini Monsters. We just released our second album. Yeah. So we got yeah, yeah. we we go around. We do band uh, stuff and yeah. so we got the whole concert. Yeah, we got the whole show and uh, yeah, we got two albums now and yeah, I just yeah, writing the kids songs has always been a big thing. So yeah. eventually, after we did all the programs and stuff like that, started jumping in that because wanted to start using our own songs into the in the programs and yeah, so second album in and cool. it's going well. Yeah, yeah. So because you've got your own. Uh, Mini Monsters got their own Instagram page. Yeah, that's uh, it. We got our Instagram. YouTube we got a channel. YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, you've got the whole visual thing going. Yeah, well, that's it. We're trying it. to, yeah, just trying to get it out there, and uh, yeah. it's kind of like uh, there's a lot of. You look on YouTube. There's a lot of like, uh, and same with my nephew and niece and stuff. They like they watch the YouTube a lot all the time. It's very everyone's always on YouTube, and it's a very Americanized yeah. stuff. Like they'll they'll jump on and they'll be watching some like, oh, and which is awesome. That's still teaching like awesome stuff, but it's very Americanized stuff. It's like yeah. they'll go in and they'll be teaching about something that's like Australians don't even really know, but the yeah. kids are like, Oh, I love this guy and stuff like that. So we kind of do similar kind of stuff, but more related to like, you know, we do, you know, teaching videos about like AFL football oh, and, cool. you know, cricket. And, uh, uh, we d did like, you know, stuff about music studios and stuff like that, just teaching them things like more like, and more like Australianized rather than uh, yeah, too Americanized because, you know, everything's very Americanized. Yeah, we cop too much of that just in general sometimes, yeah, don't and we? Yeah, that's it. And I'm the same too. It's, yeah. I'm always, I've always been the same too. Like yeah. back, you know, you look, 
TV show, you'd be like, something Australian comes on, you go, nah, I'm not watching yeah. this. Yeah. Except it was Blue Hills, I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I used to watch that too. Yeah, it was classic. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so we kind of do stuff with like that. So, and because we're very sports orientated, like, so, but yeah, the band stuff's great. Like, just mm. do the big concerts and uh, we try to put a bit of a rock influence into it. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that everything takes time. But, uh, I think one of our songs the other day got picked. Must I don't know how YouTube work gets picked up in some algorithm or something, and uh, it ended up floating. It's almost at ten thousand views now, Ooh. which is it went from like you know tw- twenty views or something to yeah. uh, nine point five thousand. We're like, here we go. We're, we could be onto something here. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. yeah, no, it's a bit of well, fun. Kids go ape shit for that, and stuff. that's it. It's and I, because we, and because we do it like in the mornings and teach them. And we put our own songs on and they love it. We're like. Mm. It's, yeah, like if that, like, and they're the concerts when you're at the concerts and because we're, f- you're trying to get everyone up and about and real yeah. active and stuff like that. And when all the kids are bouncing, you feel like you're, sometimes you get better shows at those and you do it. It's like a metal, uh, metal oh, show. I was just thinking that, like, it's probably easier to get a, a kid crowd, a crowd of kids oh, going it's, than it is to, I've never seen them, like, yeah. it, like, you know, when you go to play, like I've played some good shows around here and yeah. like with all your mates and you've got heaps of everyone there and you start playing, you're like, jump, everyone jump. Or, you know, you just play some, like a real good riff and you just want people to start getting yeah. into it and everyone's just standing back, you know, <laughs> like, which is fair, you know. I, but yeah, when you do it with the kids or whatever, you play yeah. like a, a song that they like or whatever, they just go Ape shit. bananas. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easy crowd uh, Easy crowd, yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's good. So, um, what's the best way for people to get on the the Mini Monsters? Just yeah, YouTube so you can channel. find uh, yeah YouTube. So we're Mini Monsters on YouTube. Um, yeah, Facebook we're Mini Monsters. So Mini Monsters is kind of our our uh, our programs, uh, the music, sports, and yoga programs. And the Mini Monsters is kind of the band. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've got Facebook and Instagram and. And the whole deal, we do kids parties and just did a kids party on the weekend, which, uh, St Kilda, which was a bit of fun. So, uh, yeah, yeah, just do a bit of a, do a bit of everything really. Yeah. Get me out of the, uh, studio vibe for just, you know, in the mornings just to get me out of it for a bit. Then I can come back and I'm ready to go. Yeah. I've been, you know, yelled at by some kid and I'm focused (laughs) again. (laughs) Well, the morning's probably not very productive in a studio. No, it's not. And that's the thing. I wasn't, it's not like anyone's like booking in a studio, eight o'clock session in the, uh, to record or anything like that. So usually, yeah, you wouldn't get anyone in here until about 12. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I think with my last album, we had some, you know, 10 a.m. starts and that sort of thing. Oh, did you? Yeah. So that, um, and that's the thing. If you want your, you're trying to, portray the vibe or whatever doing a 10 a.m so you're not going to bring your best work is it nah. <laughs> um, yeah know, well that's your voice doesn't warm up no nah, that's the it. afternoon and that's that it you, just, you got to pick your times definitely yeah <laughs> well uh so yeah um electric studios.net uh so what are we called these uh electric circus studios.net oh, sorry electric circus yeah studios. that's the one we're at now so uh yeah. i think we're at a dot net it's yeah. always hard to get the one you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you get, yeah, we got the website there and, um, yeah, the email electric circus studios at, I think we're Gmail. So yeah, yeah we obviously that's, yeah, we just package together good deals. So like yeah. if someone wants a photography shoot and a, a single done or yeah, just different things, photo shoot and video or do an album and then, you know, we package, that's a good thing and package it all together. So someone, usually if someone says like, and we try to help them out anyway, like, you know, if they're going to go somewhere and pay big dollars, they may as well be yeah. getting a fair bit for their bucks. So we'll do an album, but then we're like, look, if you're paying that much, we'll throw in, you know, two uh, professional music videos and stuff like that just to, you know, kick the songs into gear a bit rather than mm. just 
and even even for us, like, as, like you work on a, the albums for so long, you want to see them get out there too. You don't want them just to, oh, here's the album, here's the release date, and then it's it done. Well. Yeah, you, you <laughs> kind of want everyone to kind of, you know, push forward a bit together. So, so yeah. Yeah, well, that's a huge deal. Like just chucking in a couple of music videos, you know, they're not uh, they're not cheap to do. And no, well, that's it. It's so. a lot of work, so and that's it. So that's cool. But it just, I think half the thing with these things is, you know, price wise, is you know, yeah. settling on dates, trying to get together, trying to have a consult and stuff like that. But mm. if you've already been with an artist for a whole recording, yeah. you know them. You know, you end up being bros with them. You end up friend, you're friends with them. You're chatting about the ideas the whole time. Anyway, it takes out that hard bit anyway. Yeah. So by the time you actually finish the album or just about, you've already got the ideas together. You've worked with them. You know that they're gonna, you know, show up on the day to do the video. All the hard parts actually taken out of it, so mm. it ends up being kind of worthwhile. Yeah. Well, after we finish here, we're gonna. Actually, have a chat about my next yeah, video, aren't we? Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah, we'll um, get, get back into that one. Yeah, I've had a few ideas floating around for that for a while yeah. and um, <laughs> just haven't quite got there, but tonight we will. Yeah, so, that's um, the way. Yeah, well, I guess... Uh, Easy, mate. No, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. We better thanks call for the chat. it, I guess. Um, oh, any... Hopefully it's still recording out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any gigs for Riot After Midnight coming up? Nah, we got... Uh, do we have... Nah, I don't think... I think we... We're gonna do one, but we, no, nah, I think we ended up just can and just waiting. Uh, so we're just gonna finish off the, because uh, that's what we do. We end up getting almost there, and then we kind of put that on the side and end up going around doing shows. We love like we've been starting trying to get a few shows down at the beach now because oh yeah, uh, a few of our a few of our mates live down at the beach, so it's always good to play down at Rye and down oh, that way yeah. in Sorrento and stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're just gonna try put that on hold for a bit, and our next show for it to be like the launch or at least a single launch or. But yeah, if we can get our next show to be the album launch or something like that. Mm. That'd be the dream. So hopefully we can uh, yeah, get this thing done. Yeah, I got to start. I got to give it to someone else to mix so I don't get yeah. too involved with it. Yeah, but... <laughs> I end up mixing a bass. It's too high. Like uh, <laughs> what's the what's the Metallica album? Uh, and Justice for All. <laughs> yeah. I usually do Angel for All. Just, I just mix just bass into bass. it. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I just go straight into it. That big. I just bass all the way up, and the lads are like, "You're not having that up. Can't you can hardly play the bass." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's true." <laughs> <laughs> can't let the bass player mix the album. No, nah, never, never. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, thanks uh, for your time, Joel. Thanks for coming on the show. No, nah, appreciate it, mate. Thanks appreciate for having it. us. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's good to come back down here to the studio. Nah, thanks for coming. And, uh, yeah, if you want to hit up Joel, uh, jump on electriccircusstudios.net. Um, hit him it. up on Facebook. That's it. We're everywhere. Uh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Give me a call. Always, uh, always floating around here at the shop. So, yeah, yeah. if you want to give us a bell call in and uh yeah we'll just have a bit of a yarn have a beer and yep. we'll be all over it and check out uh <laughs> check out his youtube channel too or the electric circus studio yeah, uh, youtube channel there, yeah you can see some of his uh masterful work yeah what he's done three circus sessions on there i think yeah <laughs> and uh yeah nah thanks very much for your time man nah, appreciate thanks, it mate. enjoy appreciate it and um thanks everyone for listening i just wanted to give uh i keep forgetting to plug it on the show but um i've started up a fox on the wire spotify playlist Beautiful. Just of uh, all the different artists that Smart. have featured on the show. That's the way to do it. So, um, yeah, jump on that and uh, check out some of the the work of the awesome artists that I've had on the show. So um, thanks, everyone, and thanks, Joel. See you later, mate. Catch Appreciate you all again it. soon and uh, for another episode of Fox on the Wire. Catch you.